Henry, you look a little blue minus the uh, ridiculous shades that you're wearing. What's been going on, man? Oh, not much. Haven't watched any football today. <laughs> Nothing major. What's up with you? <laughs> For those that aren't familiar, Henry is a diehard the Ohio State Buckeyes football fan. All sports. Yes. Specifically today, he's mourning the loss from the game, which I found out was called the game. It's called the game. Yeah. And we also said we weren't going to fucking talk about this podcast is over. I guess I'm doing this one on my own, folks. Anyway, this episode of the One More Time Show is sponsored by Diet Dr. Pepper. 23 flavors. Actually, I wonder if there's 23 in the diet version. <laughs> Do you think they had to take a There's few? probably like at least one less flavor. They had you to know? take a couple of them out for the like diet. 20 right? flavors, I would guess. A few guess. of the flavors had calories. Yeah, for sure. Right? Absolutely. Hey, hey uh, who's our contact over at, at uh, DDP? DDP. <laughs> Ellen has been very kind. She's sending the mini bottles of DDP, and we appreciate you, Ellen. Keep them coming. Keep the checks cutting. You guys know what it is. One more time, podcast. So speaking of Ohio, you were telling me that Ohio, I haven't seen this myself personally, but Ohio has been you know, making its way through the algorithm. Apparently, it's the current meme. I'm not sure how this started, but uh, yeah, if you spend any time on TikTok and you look in the comments... There's a joke about Ohio everywhere. I don't know how this started. There's a rumor that it started because all the police records in Ohio are public. There's a law where they have to like make everything public. So all the most ridiculous shit that happens immediately becomes like a crazy headline. So Ohio's like the new Florida, if you will. Like wow. Florida man is turning to Ohio man. So, so like, what are some of the comments? Just like, if you see something ridiculous, it'll be like, oh, average day in Ohio, or you might just like something ridiculous and you just, it might just literally say Ohio <laughs> by itself. It's just wow. known. And it's the top liked comments. It's just the current meme who can keep up with the kids these days. I certainly can't. Definitely not. Uh, so what else has been going on this week? I thought that this was pretty interesting. Iggy Azalea sells her catalog for eight figures. This is kind of a new thing that's going on with artists. They're deciding to sell their, Back catalogs, right, for um, a lump sum up front. How do you feel about that in general? So it's interesting. What I find most, I guess, intriguing about this whole trend, right, is that they're not selling them to other labels or even their own label. They're selling them to, like, venture capital firms, like these private equity, like, suits that arguably probably have no idea even, I don't know what to do with the catalog, but it's clearly just, like, it's making X amount of dollars, they're purchasing it for a lump sum that they think that they're going to get a significant return on the investment. Right? I mean, it's just like any other business. I feel like it's an investment. But yeah. And it's just bizarre to me that it is going to these, like, just, you know, once again, people in suits that are, you know, investment firms or whatever. Right. Like it, it just seems odd. I don't know. Do you think these guys are turning around and trying to like promote the music or helping her promote anything? Or are they just passive investors hoping that this Iggy's catalog is just going to do numbers. In yeah. The future. I, I think they're clearly running some sort of like numbers, right. And just saying, Hey, here's how much we have to pay. Here's what it's been doing over the last, however many years. Right. I mean, like they're just probably making calculated 
ROI decisions. I don't know. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I, I did find it. Fa- I doubt they're going to do anything to like grow it. Right. I, I mean, maybe they'll hire a firm to do. I, I don't know. It's, it's tough with Iggy for eight figures. I mean, you're talking about minimum $10 million. Like, holy shit. I gotta, I gotta say that's a W for Iggy. Shout out, Iggy. Shout out to Iggy. Like, fuck that. You can make new music. Now you can continue doing what you're doing. You just made over 10 mil selling your songs. I think that's a W. She can do whatever she wants now. For sure. So, you know, speaking of artists offering up their music for lump sums of money, okay. NBA Youngboy has gone public and said that he's offering up his hard drive full of music and he'll quit rapping. That was, I think, a, a you know, a stipulation in his offer. <laughs> I saw this. For $100 million. Fuck at <laughs> eight figures. This dude's going straight to nine for everything on his on his hard drive and he will quit rapping. So like, I mean, maybe some competitor of his, maybe like Drake could buy it to just get young boy out of the conversation. I don't know. That's ridiculous. It's a marketing ploy. It's a good one. I think it was, it was, it made for a good headline. It's just another thing getting YB in the headlines, which he's phenomenal at. No one, no one knows what's on the hard drive. (laughs) No one's stopping him from making a bunch of more music. No one's stopping anything. That's ridiculous. What if it's empty and someone bit? I could see there being like five songs on there that were his worst (laughs) songs. (laughs) He just let it, let it fly. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, Sweetie. Let's talk about Sweetie. Went on record saying that, you know, women are running rap right now. (laughs) And then proceeded to sell (laughs) 2000 copies first week. Yeah. And you know, what I found most interesting, and this is a tweet by Sunny Digital, was just talking about the math associated with her album sales, right? Saweetie has, I think, like 13 million followers. On, I think just IG, let's take, right? I think it's combined. Yeah, okay. Well, and every post of hers arguably gets six-figure likes, right? So she's got what seems to be like hella engagement on her social media. Sonny was, you know, arguing that the numbers, the math is just not adding up here. Either it's fake followers and fake engagement or y'all sweetie fans out there aren't riding for your girl like you're claiming you're doing in the comments section, right? Go out and fucking listen to the music if you rock with her. I, I don't know. I mean, what, what do you think contributed to such a flop? Just because you follow someone does not mean that you are interested in what they're doing directly, right? You can be a follower. You can think someone's hot. You can think someone is funny and you cannot rock with their music. And, and this just, this is just like influencers that, you know, gain a huge following first and then decide they want to make music. And then, Oh, you're not streaming well because no one gives a fuck about your music. It's, they liked you for other reasons. Not saying that's the case with sweetie, but (laughs) Looking at the numbers, you know, there's a very big possibility that, you know, people are interested in keeping up with what she's doing, like keeping up with the Kardashians. But if Kim drops an album tomorrow, are you going to, are you copping it? Yeah, no, it's, it's true. I mean, basically there's always this, you know, discussion around like, okay, you know, we need to build followers, right? You need to build followers on social media. You need to convert those followers to fans. And then arguably you want to convert the fans into super fans. That's like the journey of you know, artists and creatives like acquiring super fans, right? Yes. Like that's how you get there. So to your point, a lot of them might just be casual followers. Yes. And then I thought this was really interesting. Speaking of sweetie, Vlad TV tweeted. Shout out DJ Vlad. Shout out DJ Vlad. What a troll. The troll. <laughs> the trolliest of, of, our, trolls. of our generation. Um, tweeted that, um, that sweetie wouldn't do an interview with him. She replied saying, I would have done an interview with you. Basically saying like, 
you know, it, it wasn't me. It was someone on my team. And they, they linked it all back to her publicist who was quoted saying, we don't, you know, I don't really like DJ Vlad. None of my artists, I don't, she doesn't want any of her artists to do no. Vlad interviews. And then Vlad comes back saying like, here's an interview that she did with like, that Lizzo did with a nobody got a thousand views um, on YouTube. And, you know, and his, I mean, what are his interviews are doing, you know, millions, quarter million, for sure. half a million, you know, at least a hundred, hundred thousand, oh, you know what I'm saying? hundred thousand yeah. quarter million, no problem. So it's kind of interesting to see that relationship. Like what if you're, if you're an artist and your publicist doesn't approach you with an opportunity, because Vlad said that if she did the interview, her sales would have 10 X. So do you fire the publicist if you're sweetie? I think you at least have a talk with her, right? Like, yeah, but you sit her down and or him. Sit her I think or it's a him she, down. She, Aisha okay. Williams, maybe. Okay. Um, correct me in the comments. You definitely sit her down and give her a stern. Cause chat. yeah. I don't know if it would have 10 X, but you gotta believe that a Vlad a Vlad TV interview would have upped her sales a little bit for sure. Yeah. Vlad is such an arrogant prick though. But he, like I love it. <laughs> I love I'm here for it, Vlad. I'm here for. I hope one day I can say to an artist, "Yo, if you would just if you would have just done the one more time podcast interview, your shit wouldn't have flopped like ten like xed." I'm I'm waiting for that. I'm I'm yearning for that moment. Indeed, indeed, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, how about this? Um, I saw a post today about Atlantic Records, and this is nothing new, but it's just kind of come up into the light again. Atlantic Records is under fire for their YouTube videos for their artists. You got Don Tolliver, you got Uzi, you got um, A Boogie, you got a lot of people being botted, bot comments, bot views, fake, fake, fake. And this is nothing new. We, I believe that all the major labels are doing it. How do you feel about just fake views and fake comments? Like well, what, it, you know? I, I guess my question to you would be like, how much weight does the quantity of views and comments contribute to you who's not a bot watching the video and commenting? Does that contribute to your engagement with the content? I wouldn't say that a video that has more likes or views or comments has any effect on whether I'm going to watch it or not. How about the average person? Because we talked about this with the Twitter blue fiasco, right? Is that how much weight that fucking blue check even holds, right? That you're willing to do anything to talk to a blue checker, right? So it's like, if you see X amount of views and X amount of comments, are you going to give the video a chance versus if, you know, the views were significantly less and the comments were significantly less? I think it's different. I think the the blue check would probably like swayed me. So if YouTube started a blue check thing- that would be that would be the thing that would hook you on the content. Probably if <laughs> Maybe. I'm just being real, like I don't know. I just know that all these major labels are doing that, and I and I get it. It looks good, and if you have this massive six figure budget for marketing, and you can put you know five, ten, twenty five thousand dollars into inflating your numbers to make it look good, part of this game is perception. A lot of it is fake until you make it. So I'm not just dismissing that. I think it's whack as hell. <laughs> like I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. It just sounds let the record show super Henry lame. This is whack as hell. But I kind of understand it at the same time. But I would only understand it if their thought process was that this is actually going to convert other real people into real revenue generating people because they're businesses. They're only spending their marketing dollars to get X amount of dollars more 
than they're spending. I mean, that's, that's how they have to work. They're for profit businesses. You know what I mean? So they're not just spending it without the thought process that like, it's going to come back in multiples, right? Like that would, that's why I was asking you, like, is it impacting you a real person with real, you know, money to spend or like, you know, views to, to like, I guess use, right? Like, you know, that can get them money. Is that like impacting your decision? You know what I mean? There's more to it than just if it gets more people to watch. For example, an amazing producer or a legendary A&R might see that this artist is doing numbers and hit them up. There's a million ways that could affect it. A a blog might reach out and want to do an article on this artist because they see they're doing numbers. Anything can happen. Like, you know, if it looks like someone's doing well, they're going to get more attention. So you're kind of arguing that the average even like brand or business probably isn't doing their due diligence to understand if the engagement and the views are real, right? How do you do your due diligence? I, I mean, mean, it's numbers. I like mean, you kind of have to go by the numbers. Bot comments, like how good are the bot comments that we're talking They're about? They're basically emojis. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, one, yeah, that is a little bit ambiguous, yeah. I guess. Right. But which is the, the point, but some of them like, shit, we've even had guests. I don't want to call anybody out, but like we've had guests where we did our due diligence afterwards and, you know, we started to do it before, but it's like, bro, that's, that's not real. Damn. You got quarter of a million followers and you got six comments, my guy, what happened there? Or, or even if you have <laughs> a thousand comments, you look at them and the comments don't even make sense. Yeah. Have a beautiful day. <laughs> This post was like nothing that you would elicit that response, right? I mean, yeah, you yeah. know who we're talking about. And I mean- I got one in mind. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, <laughs> I'm just saying, bro, like that that's what I think where you're probably right though, that the average, you know, A&R who's looking to sign a new artist even, right? So like independent artists can also do this. This isn't a privilege of a major label. It's a privilege of having any money to spend with YouTube or like fake bot fucking companies. It's right? a financial privilege. Cause for me, that would be way down on the list of where I would be spending my money. I think any artist can make it with no money, but some of these services are cheap as fuck for these fake views, bro. I've seen the ads of like million 100%. views for 10 bucks. And I'm like, what the fuck? I I'm mean, telling you. And if I'm a major label and my marketing budget for a single is a hundred grand, you believe I'm inflating those fucking numbers a little bit. I'm just saying, I know, but how much do you think the the platforms like are hip to this shit and that they actually penalize the artist channel for this. I don't know if they are. And that, that's the biggest question, right? Because then your money's literally doing, it's working against you in that sense, right? I don't know. If you're hurting the channel because the algorithm like Is knows it hurting it, the channel? I don't, that's what I'm, that's what I'm proposing is that if they're hip to this type of activity, then it could, you know, hurt. I mean, cause I know on Spotify, at least they were getting very hip to like the bot streams. So you would think that like a YouTube would also understand like what comments and views are coming from like real legitimate sources. Right. I, I, I don't know. It's tough. Like for, if you're Spotify and you just see a bunch of streams coming from one, you know, who, who's to differentiate if it's a real person that's, that just loves this song and is just repeating it over and over versus, you know, a bot. I don't see how you can really figure that out. There's definitely technologies to do this, but we're not going to get into that right now. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's way over both of our heads, uh, yes. but I do think that there is like some way to dis- distinguish like what is a legitimate like engagement, right? Due to like, you know, volume and like how quickly they're happening and like where they're coming from and all sorts of shit. Right. For sure. But it, it's a, it's an interesting thing of like, is this good for 
it's also it's like, not good do the artists them. know that this is happening? I guess would be my question. I would think that they, the, if I'm the label, I'm trying to make them blissfully ignorant. I think that maybe they have a hunch, but you know, I, I don't think they're like, Hey, we're about to initiate all the fake streams for you. you know? They're not like telling them. You know what I mean? They're not in on the plan. No. They're the last to know. You give them plausible deniability. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So obviously you've heard of Andrew Tate, correct? Top G. Top G. <laughs> Yo. Who hasn't? First of all, what are your just like surface level opinions of the guy? I think he's pretty toxic. Um, I think he has okay points sometimes, <laughs> but overall, Yo, we're getting canceled. We're overall getting canceled. the dude is pretty toxic. Like he's not, I don't think he's a good role model. I think the hustlers university that he's promoting is probably just promoting more of this toxicity. I don't think he's probably good for society. <laughs> yeah. It's just interesting. Right. Because he's a hell of a talker. He is right. He's very persuasive. Yeah. He'll make you think some, he'll make you be like, well, how does he actually make money? He's a, I know he's a kickboxer, but was that like, he claimed he's worth, you know, whatever he claims. He's buying a Bugatti every fucking day. (laughs) Jesus Christ. A $5.2 million one. Yeah. But like, that's not enough. Like kickboxing. I mean, even the best kickboxer in the world. I think the hustlers university is doing a huge part of that now. So is he selling like courses and shit? Absolutely. Wow. His target demographic is what you might call like the incels or, you know, you know what I mean? Like the simps of the world. So is he the red pill? Is he, is he like red pill He's religion? super woke and fucking, yeah, all that. Yeah. He takes these people that, you know, feel like, mm, that maybe have like low testosterone or whatever the fuck might be the and case. juices them the And he gives them the, gives them the gas for <laughs> sure. And they're like, I can fucking do this. But, but I don't think, and you know, as cool as that is to give these people some hope, I think it's the wrong kind of hope. Yeah. He raised this point of, you know, anyone that tries to set their mind to something, right? He's all about like, you can do it, like whatever, right? Which I, in theory, I love. But, you know, he almost like ignorantly, ignorantly thinks that you can, anyone can be successful. Do you agree or disagree with that at like a very high level, that anyone can be successful? I do think that it all boils down to mindset. I think if, you, if you're able to shift your mind in a certain direction, I think you can do anything. But I don't know if some people maybe are just aren't able to do that or and some people are. But, you know, the theory behind what he's saying with that, I, I agree with because, yeah, the mind is everything. The brain, if you can hack your brain, I do believe like humans are capable of crazy shit, yeah. but it all starts up here. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess my point was that he almost seems to ignore the, you know, where we start in life. Right. Like just the the act of, or like the, the proof of privilege. Right. And just, you know, we're speaking from two white male fucking voices, which like arguably is, and he is as well. He's English, which is even more white. The most privileged like (laughs) position you can take for for the most part. Once again, there's clearly white males that come from no, no privilege, but like, but it doesn't get wider than England. (laughs) I'm just saying, (laughs) but that that's really what it is for me. Right. Is that, I guess it really depends on how you define success though. Right. Because if your definition of success is that you can literally do anything, 
I don't know if I love, I don't know the, the like optimist in me wants to buy into that shit. But at the same time, I do think there are physical limitations. There are, you know, socioeconomic limitations to people. So I guess it really depends on like definitions of success, but then there are people who defy all odds. And to your point, they're humans that achieve some just ridiculous shit where you're like, how did that, how did that happen? Yeah. All the odds were against them yeah. and they achieved whatever it is that they, you know, achieved, right? I like, think it was up here for sure. Yeah. So you think the mental is the most, the most important part? Absolutely. It's That's gotta be hundred percent. Wow. Shout out to top G, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. I got one more maybe before we go. Sure. Let's talk about Roddy Rich. He posted a pay stub. From- Is that legal? It had like the promoter's phone number and shit on there. I don't think so. But obviously you saw what I'm talking about. Yeah. But for the people that haven't, what happened? He was paid half a million dollars for one performance at a festival. To me, the promoter took a big L right there. Specifically for Roddy Rich or specifically any artist that's headlining? He only posted his stub, so he got half a million dollars for one performance at one festival one time. I know, but you said the promoter took an L. Are you referring specifically to the fact that that 500K went to Roddy Rich specifically, or are you alleging that anyone being paid that amount of money for a single festival performance is an L? I mean, Taylor Swift, Adele, you know, maybe so you, post So it's Malone. Roddy. So it's Roddy. I love Roddy. I think Roddy's but it's but Don't it's get Roddy. me wrong. But it's Roddy. Bro, you're not getting half a mil from me for a performance ever if I had a billion dollars in the bank. Damn. I just, I just don't think he was, he's at that level. Um, but, you know, investors come out with money and they got this and they want something to be successful and they'll go to great lengths. You know, I mean, I think you had experiences with this in oh, college. Yeah, for you know? sure. I mean, you know- Shit, me promoting shows. I mean, I paid, I didn't ever pay fucking half a million dollars, obviously, but you know, I was paying artists that, you know, now maybe would have been worth what we paid, but we significantly overpaid. And I mean, that was due to lack of experience, negotiation skills that were lacking. I mean, a whole, you know, slew of factors, right? But Governor's Ball, who was the one that was cited in this, you know, pay stub. I mean, they're experienced promoters. I mean, they've been around for years, decade. They've, they've been doing it. Decade plus, right? So this isn't their first rodeo. So I'm always curious though. I'm like half a million. Did Roddy Rich sell me half a million dollars in tickets? No way. No chance, I right? doubt it. That's, I highly doubt that's that. That's the math that ran through my head is okay. just a straight up analysis of like, did I get my money's worth. Money out versus money in. I don't think it adds up, my guys. I, I, <laughs> I'm just saying. Shout out to Roddy, though, just escaping like a bandit. Like, I'm not mad at Roddy at all. No. Hell no. Nah. I'm proud may, of him. And maybe we're wrong, and the promoters did bank that. We don't know shit either. But from a, just from where I'm at, it seems like that was a super L for the yeah. promoters trying you, to just make it work. Because he's from L.A., right? Yes. Roddy? So do you think it's a regional thing? We're like here in Atlanta. Maybe we're just not like overly excited about a Roddy Rich. Is the governor's ball. Is that it's in New, New York? York? It's in New York. So I guess we're closer. I don't know. Like to me, it just screams like over eager venture capitalists, all types of money. Don't know what to do. Just want it to be successful. L for sure. I mean, we're getting close to that from diet. Dr. Pepper for every episode, but like they're clearly getting their money's worth until next week. This we has been the one y'all. more time show. Please like comment and subscribe. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Peace. Oh, that shit, like one more time.
They pop that one more time, pop that shit like one more time They pop that one more time